Hi, listeners. If anybody is weirdly keeping track of what number episode this is, uh, you'll know that this is episode number... 69! Um, which is humorous, because in American culture, uh-huh. that is a sexual position. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Police? Uh, um... So we figured what better way to celebrate this historic milestone than doing um, a movie about a sex monster. Se- Ooh. Was that your nickname in high school? <laughs> <Don't> get- Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That was the virgin vampire. The- wow, that's very unbrand. That's unbrand from who I was. Too, your eyes so glassed over with recognition. Wow. <laughs> I feel seen and welcomed. This is Halloweeners, a horror movie podcast. I'm Kira. I'm Cody. We're talking about... It follows. it follows. And let me just say, it is kind of stressful. Yeah. Scary at times. <laughs> yeah, you say. had never seen this before. I never seen it. I get the title confused with, there's another movie. It Comes at Night? No. It. it. No. <laughs> no. It's what complicated. What is that movie with, I, I, it's not John Carpenter, but it's like, they live. Oh, um, yeah, they yeah, live. They live. Yeah. I always... For some reason, thought like it follows was like a sequel to They Live. Well, it is a very it's like definitely not. Uh, it? it feels like a title from like the fifties. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the the monster the that came in your dad. I don't know, well, but like <laughs> and well, that's a good point because yeah, it's very like drive-in um, at the you know the drive-in uh, you know trying mm. to feel up your girlfriend's shirt kind of thing. And even that there's an old poster which we can post. What there's an old poster. And we'll show it online. Um, that was used for the movie that doesn't really fit, per se, like, I guess the general theme. Well, I guess it does fit the theme, but it looks like a poster from, like, the early 70s, early It looks 80s. very 80s. Well, that's Which the thing about fun. the movie is that they, it's not clear when it's taking mm. place. Mm-hmm. Because there's, yeah. like, they're watching, like, old TVs from the 50s, but one girl has, it's like a kindle kind of mm-hmm, yeah. but it's like a smartphone almost but also there's um some of the fashion is like 80s and all the cars are old except for yeah. the opening scene where she's in this this random girl who we never see again it's like a prologue she's driving a newer car and she has a new cell phone mm-hmm. i think but it's the only time we see a cell phone it, it definitely it is it definitely is um, but it makes it seem like that moment is kind of like taking place like outside of the rest Whenever. of the movie and it, maybe Ooh. it could even take place after the movie we don't know you're so fucking right. Oh. We don't even know that. It we don't could even happen know. in that same hmm. time frame, you fuck. Right. Cool, it's like fun. um the thing that follows is the prologue following the main story. Alright. No. I'll take it. No, I was into it. Uh, I'll 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 allow it. So okay, so this movie was written and directed by a man whose yes. name I don't know. Robert Mitchell. David Robert Mitchell. Well, it's three first names in one. Like a serial killer or an assassin. Ooh, well, he assassinated this movie. Cause, uh, what? No. no. <laughs> I guess, like, he killed it. He did a great job. Oh, yeah, like, no, you killed uh, it. I, okay, so I watched this movie twice in preparation for this day. And after the first viewing, I was like, I don't know how to feel about this just because it is really aggressive and really intrusive on the main female, female character, Jay. I, so I just wasn't sure how I felt about it. It just seemed kind of intense and I had to take a second um, after watching it a second time. I found some interesting themes that I don't think are intentional to the storytelling, but definitely make it more interesting, especially from a, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say a femme point of view, but like as a creature on this planet in America, who knows what, I don't know, sexual harassment. 
I'm just going to put that out there. So, um, I can get into that later, but I liked the many layers of this movie and, like, it made, made you think yeah, a little, which, I mean, I'm kind of in, it was fun. It's definitely a movie that you can't watch and just, like, not think about what it means. You can't watch it and just be like, I mean, I guess you could. I'm sure people do. But you can't just watch (laughs) it and be like, oh, spooky sex monster. Goodbye. Like, there's very clearly underlying meanings here and uh, repetitive themes and um, things we can bring into real life Mm -hmm. that are related to the movie. Should we talk the the, the, um, uh, premise real quick? Yeah, let's just lay out what happens. So, um... Basically, there's a girl. <laughs> there was a girl. There was a boy. Can I make an obvious? Skater boy. Keep going. It's the early 2000s. Where were you? Were you wearing a tie to middle school? Maybe you did. Nope. I wore <laughs> a lot of polos, I feel like. Wow, girl. A lot of clothes from the gap. Um, I'm setting it up the wrong way. This movie also came out <laughs> like 2012 or something. Yeah. 2013. Oh, you're starting with the prologue? Um, not necessarily. I mean, it, the whole premise is... You get chased. A collection of teens come into knowledge about this curse. Right. Uh, where uh, whoever is the current Holder. person who's, yeah, uh, the the current like recipient, mm-hmm. I don't know, of the curse. Carrier. The carrier. Mm-hmm. There's always one person and there's always one entity. And the person who mm-hmm. is the carrier... When they have sex with somebody, they pass the curse on to them and, like, are relieved of the burden of the curse themselves, in a way. In a way. Right. Because this curse, uh, what it is, is that once you have sex with a person, once it's been given to you, you are then followed, like the title of the movie, by this nameless entity that takes the form of people. uh, people, Kind of in the same way that it takes like people your subconscious processes dreams like it's always uh somebody uh who like exists someone you may you pass on the street a lot yeah they're like maybe somebody you know or you don't know but like it's always taking the form of like a real person it's not like um just like a sim randomizer it's like a real human person that they're pretending to be Mm -hmm. much like a, a bog art from harry potter or something we don't know what the actual like default form looks like it just takes the shape of these people and what they'll do is they'll follow you very slowly, and if they catch up to you, they will, like, destroy you. <laughs> How do you think they kill? Do they kill well, you? Is it always... Are they always trying to fuck? That's the thing, because we do eventually see, later in the movie, one of the people that has sex with the main character, he gets killed by the creature, and we see it happen, and it's very sexual. It's very, yeah. like... The creature pounces on them and then kind of like grinds up against them. And then it, uh, and we see earlier in the movie the aftermath of this attack, and it's like bent a lot of the limbs of this person yeah. in like odd directions. They so, go from the prologue. Yeah, yes. So it really kind of just like dehumanizes and like, like, uh, abominates. Is that a word? Wow. Like creates something into something that's so far from like the normal human shape. But this is like so deep though, because like, Wow. Yeah. I know. Like, they're really... Th- th- this movie, I don't love it. I more respect it than love it. Mm-hmm. I think it is um, a really, really great premise for a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think there is definitely, like, thematic resonance. I think it is a little too hung up on itself, if that makes sense. Like, it's very much about, like, exploring, like, what this means as opposed to, like... I don't know. That sounds like a weird, like, um, anti-intellectual take on, like, a movie, but... I think it's more concerned with, like, thematic resonance in real life than it is with creating a specifically great narrative, if that makes sense. Okay. 
Which I don't mind. I don't mind a movie that's more like textbooky and like uh, academic in a way. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't really. It the premise scares me, but the movie doesn't scare me. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, uh-huh. for sure. I will say because you mentioned earlier, like it's teens being affected by this, but it's smart in that unlike a typical 80s slasher movie where they're literally portraying teenagers, they're literally portraying high schoolers. And this, at least they're like supposed to be in college. So there's like, yeah, they're all like 18 at least. Right. Which I, I do appreciate because when you think about it, it is kind of creepy that we see, there's so many movies in like horror canon that it's like portraying teenagers fucking. I'm like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, no. I mean, this also, I think it's pretty smart too, because once you're in college, you are like, I'm an adult. And like, legally, yes, you are. But like, yeah. you still kind of hold on to childish things. Which this movie yes. is very concerned with the transition from childhood to adulthood. Mm-hmm. That like, you're still kind of feeling when you're a legal adult. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, having sex is what makes you grow up or not. Right. But. But it's that time It's that time in your life. And they're still you know. at their house from their childhood. Mm-hmm. They're like, in their childhood pool. There's a lot of photos of themselves as kids. Mm-hmm. They're, they're There's like, a lot of. Like, reflections and visiting, like, old places. Like, they're like, I haven't been here since I was a kid. Like, that kind right. of stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're, they're hanging out on the porch while mom's going to bed and, like, spiking your Coke with, mm-hmm. like, a flask. Like, you know, just kid stuff. And it's kind of that separation. Um, so, because, okay, because we meet, we have the little prologue moment. Then we meet Jay, who um, is the main uh, character. Uh, she is her sister, Kelly. Yeah, and then um, sister Kelly and her friend Yara and her friend Paul. Jay's going uh, has been dating uh, a guy for a little bit of time. They are on a date, and like after a few dates, they're finally having sex. And he post coitus chloroforms mm-hmm. her, which is a really intense scene. He has then strapped her to like a wheelchair, and he's like, "Okay, now you've got this." This he does, I don't think he uses the word disease. Like, all the language around, like, what it is is very uh, ambiguous. Right, because the obvious thing that you jump to the first time you see this, I'm sure, is, like, oh, it's, like, catching an STD mm-hmm. of some kind. And it, the director had gone on record of being, like, it's not about that. I think it's more about the idea of, like... So sex is kind of funny, if you think about it, where, you're like, <laughs> you're literally putting a part of yourself inside of another person or vice versa. Well... Not always. Not always, but, like, the sex that they depict in this, which okay. is, like, necessary to continue the curse on. Um, it's a very, like, conjoining thing, and you're literally, like, bringing another person and, like, joining each other. This sounds very mm. philosophical and, like, who would you do? But, like, also, so I think the idea of making yourself vulnerable enough to connect with another person on that level mm. uh-huh. is, like, part of adulthood, and it's, like, wonderful, but it also could lead to, like, bad things, like heartache and, yeah. you know... All sorts of stuff, obviously, which is, like, part of life. Uh, so I think it's more that than necessarily, like, it's like getting chlamydia. <laughs> right, yeah. I think it's more so about, like, the stresses and anxieties of being intimate and open with people. Right. Especially, it, in especially a, at this time. And especially life. in a society that is, like, you gotta have sex, but if you do, you're, don't do it, you're a slut. And right. It's, like, the confusing mix-messaging of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even when... So she, when she he's telling her about the... <laughs> the drama, <laughs> the drama <laughs> that is going to ensue. Um, later the when situation. they find him, he, and they're trying to get more information from him. He says, tells her, oh, well you should have sex with someone and then they'll get the curse and then they'll, you know, it will follow them. And he's like, it's easy for your girl to have sex with anybody. Uh, yeah. So it's like micro things like that are like, and she just gets so, 
She literally is getting probed like this whole movie. It's so exhausting to watch from the point of view of Jay, the main character, because she, they show the scene of her having sex with the first guy, uh, Hugh, we think his name is, who gives her the disease, quote unquote. Um, um, I, in a lot of the stuff I've read about it, they call it the entity. The entity. Like the actual thing that follows them is yeah. like the entity. Cute. Or the curse. Um, and then, like, when she, then she's in the hospital, and then she, you know, they're taking blood out, and then she uh, is having, like, body dysmorphia, They, you know, they show, because she's, like, standing in the mirror in her underwear, and, like, um, she, like, isn't eating. Uh, I don't think they ever eat in this whole fucking movie, really. Like, she eats maybe once or twice in the beginning, but barely. Yeah, I think in the beginning there's an um, early scene where they're eating, but, like, it's one of the first scenes. Yeah. And then she's, uh, when she has sex later, like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's so much... I don't know. It's a very interesting layer and vibe and theme, and especially in the portraying of that, those years of your life. It's just like there's, it just was very honest. I will say I'm glad they never, we never had to do the perfunctory, like, there was never a scene where a character was like, well, if you just hadn't had sex, you wouldn't have had to deal with this or something yeah. like that. Like, there's ne- it's never like, closed. it's never explicitly, um, sh- none of the characters are ever explicitly, like, shamey. About it. Like, there's, like, subtle things, like you said, like, the dysmorphia and, like, the, how it, like, immediately becomes a very, like, medical thing, which, like, if you are, uh, you know, if there's an assault of any kind, that's just what's going to happen, just to make sure that everything's, you know, a-okay, but um, it does tie into a factor of, like, again, the the weird double layering of society where it's, like, you gotta have sex to be an adult, but also if if you have sex, it's, like, what are you doing? Like, calm down, so... Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you're a dirty... It's Yeah, it's fucked up. Especially because there's, like, little micro things. Like, when we see from the neighbor's point of view at one point, they're looking at the main character and her family, and they're always like, that family's, like, fucked up. Like, they always got shit going on. So they're kind of, like, seen as, like, trashy, I think, is what they're trying to give off the vibe of. Yeah. So, like... I don't know. Or something. Yeah, because the dad's not there. So since the entity shows up, it's different things. In the last scene, the final showdown, when they're like, okay, we've been running away from this thing. They've been, like, you know... It's been taking the forms of different people she knows. They've tried all different Um, things. They've tried, like, shooting it. they tried, like, running far away. they tried passing (laughs) it on and, like, hoping nothing would happen and just, like, it's not working. And so in the last, like, final showdown, like, final boss level, like, it appears as her dad. Right. So it's, like, the final form is, like, we're going to haunt you with, like, your daddy issues. (laughs) Right. But then I... Oh, okay. So this is something I wanted to... I don't remember what the initial point I was going to make was. But something I did want to talk about with this movie is the different depictions of... um, who the entity is, I think is really interesting because I thought it was interesting if perhaps it represents a different person and how they have made some microaggressive or maybe not so micro statements or comments to Jay, perhaps the main character, like in her life um, and to make her feel sexualized or like she's an, like an object Um, because I mean, and it's small, but like, and in a scene that Jay isn't in uh, Yara and her and Kelly and Paul are like, Oh, your sister, they're saying to Kelly, your sister's so, so beautiful, it's annoying. Like, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they talk about how beautiful she is a lot. And, like, they're making comments about, like, she's on another date or something. And it's like those micro comments can be just sort of damaging. And then it, the fact that her dad is shown at the end, it's like, well, perhaps there were some issues with her dad and her the relationship with her dad. Like, why isn't he in the picture? Was he, did he move out? Was he, is he dead? Was there maybe, did he do something he shouldn't have with his daughter. Like, I don't know. Right. And I mean, that's that's the thing with, like, having this creature depicted as something from these people's lives it, sometimes mm-hmm. is that it's oh, right. yeah, preying yeah. on, like, an inherent 
like a reaction to seeing something that like you know is there. I don't know. Yeah. It's play uh, a fami- familiarity. Okay. It's playing on a fami- famili- familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. Like when we see it for the very first time, because we don't see the creature until Jay has sex with Hugh in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. there's one part where they're at a movie theater and Hugh is like, um, they're like just they're like people watching, right. and he's like, oh, check out that girl in the yellow dress, and she's mm-hmm. like, what girl in the yellow dress? So fun. Um, which is weird because later you only see the creatures as being naked or wearing all white. Right. Exactly. I just thought of that. That's bizarre. So why is she yellow? Why is she yellow? Although I think there's like a there's one creature that's like wearing pink for a second. Well, there's def- there's a lot of usage of like pink and like virginity and yes. like white, but but that's a different. Yeah. When so we don't see the creature then, we don't mm-hmm. see the entity then, but then they have sex, and then um, when Hugh is like telling her about it, like you said, where she's tied mm-hmm. up to a wheelchair, and he's like, "Look at it, there it comes." They, you know, are he wants to like yeah. show her what it is, just to be like, "You got to pass it on." Like, sorry, just let me goes by. Yeah, no, it's real. Uh, and. Uh, the creature appears as what we'll later find out is his yes. mom. Yes, fully naked by the yeah. way. Yeah, which her, her titties, titties out, out. flip flops on. Oh, really? Some, I didn't see that. Some, some of the sometimes you got to those toesies. <laughs> sometimes the entity shows up as someone and they're like barefoot. Yeah, so gross. like yeah, so having it show up as like this guy's mom when, as we later find mm-hmm. out, even though the creature, the entity, isn't following him anymore, mm-hmm. so it's not a threat to him, he can still see it because he says yeah. like I still see it. Um, but we see he, like, goes right up to the creature and, like, it doesn't attack him at all. Mm-hmm. It's going just for Jay. Mm-hmm. So to have it show up as this guy's mom when it was, like, now that he's finally free of the curse, it kind of feels, like, almost taunting or, like, shaming in a way for him where it's, like, Ooh. now you have to look at your naked mom, <laughs> which is, like, very specific, like, type of uh, psychological fear, obviously, in a way. Well, yeah. Oh, I never took it as, like, you passing it on abstains you from... The power of the curse or, like, rem- like takes it away from you. Like, I feel like it just kind of deters it a little bit. I-, I think that's also part of it is, like, you're never really ever safe no matter what. Right. Like, now that you know what exactly, it's like to exactly. get... Exactly. You, 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 you pussy fucked. It's like the <laughs> you, cave. You can't like, stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Once it clits flicked, you can't... I don't know. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Well, uh, right, because, on. like, he goes... And then later we see um, Jay, when she's passed on the curse to, like, her neighbor... Mm-hmm. She sees the entity go into his house, and she goes upstairs, oh. and she's like, don't answer the door to the neighbor, and mm-hmm. the creature turns and looks at her, and then just, like, turns away and keeps going after the neighbor. So, mm-hmm. like, clearly, um... They got an agenda. Right. They have, like, one solitary focus, even mm-hmm. though they can, like, be aware of the people people that have, like, come before in the curse lineage. Because also, oh, yeah, Hugh yeah. says that if it gets to you, mm-hmm. to Jay, it goes back to me. Like, yeah. it, like, it goes back down the ladder. So don't do it, because I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't like being alive. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, should I go through the yes, different, like, uh, versions? Okay. So the first version of it we don't see. We just see the aftermath, the girl dead on the beach. Boom. We don't know who she is, when she is. What is Sorry this? about it. I think her name was Annie. Yes. Um. Okay, then the first time we really see it for realsies is when it's uh, fake. Hugh's, not his real name, but Hugh's mom. She's naked. She's in flip-flops. Uh, the time after that... I can't get over the flip-flops. That's so funny. She is on her way from getting her nails done. <laughs> and she is on the run. Um, and then later when it's... Oh, the scene was fun. When, when they're in the they're in their house, Jay's in her house, and they hear the rock thrown into the kitchen. And Paul's like, yeah, I don't see anybody. Yes, yes, yes. And she goes into the kitchen, and there's a girl uh, who has her breast... One breast is out. She has, like, bloodied up teeth. Uh, her eyes are blackened. She's peeing herself, and she's missing a sock. So 
uh, I don't know if that's supposed to portray like a victim of sexual assault. That was my thought. Um, because it, it looked almost like a, like a caricature of what people are told will like happen to sex workers. Like if Ooh. it's like if you go out, if you, or even just people who have or like women who are like loose women in general. Right. You know, if you like do this, like this is what's gonna happen to you. And yeah. it's like it's like like a propaganda cartoon almost Ooh. like the absolute worst things that can happen to somebody or like all apparent on this person. Yeah, and then later the we see this we character. See. Sorry. We see this person, the, um, we see the real person that the creature is portraying later, um, just like hanging out in a corner. I think it's, again, it's kind of sex worker imagery. Is that who it was supposed to be? Was one of the sex workers yeah. at the end? I'm, I'm pretty sure. The two girls were like smoking cigarettes on the so. corner. Oh, I thought it was just I recognize the skirts. I might be wrong. Oh. But, um, oh. Well, I guess I have to watch Because them. the boy sees them mm-hmm. and just like notices them. Yeah. Which at first I was like, how fucking dare you? Like they're working. And then I was like, but I guess he figures like they're going to have so much sex because they do it for work that True. at least they'll be yeah. spread. They probably will last a long time. Okay. Interesting point. So we think that it might be one of the sex workers that we see later. Um, that same sort of scene, um, they're upstairs in Jay's house mm-hmm. and uh, she's freaking out because she's finally, she's seen it. And um, her friends are trying to get into her room to, like, console her. And uh, Yara goes to go in, and the it entity appears behind her. (laughs) It's a tall man. He's, like, 7'7 or something. Um, But he's tall. He's fully clothed. His eyes are blackened. So I don't know what that's about. When I saw this in theaters when it first came out, and... Mm -hmm. That was the moment my audience went, ooh. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was like, it's a it very just like walks behind. Moment. It's very smooth. Yeah, because right. like, was it they open the door and Yara's like, it's me, just let me in. And then she like, literally from the darkness of the hallway, like he's like, it's like a, it's just like, bonk, yeah. down the hallway. Oh, I forgot the other version. So before all this, actually, in school, Jay is in her classroom and she sees an old woman yes. in like a hospital gown. Ooh. She has shoes on, but she like follows her in. And I was wondering if maybe that was like a woman she saw in the hospital. Um, oh, when okay. Was there? Yeah. She was hospitalized. I will say, while that is happening, that scene, they're like reading a poem Ooh. in class. Mm-hmm. This yes. is a classic horror movie thing. They love, love to do this. They do this in Carrie. They do this in Halloween. They do it all the time, where they're like be in class, and the teacher will be teaching something relevant to the themes of the movie. <laughs> in this case, mm-hmm. they're reading a poem called "The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock" by T. S. Eliot. And there's like the the line that stuck out to me. Because it, like, switched to a shot of the woman walking closer. Um, the teacher is saying a line about, I am Lazarus risen from the dead or something mm, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it really just gives the otherworldliness of this creature. Even though we don't, it has nothing really to do with, like, Death, zombification. Maybe. Even though they, like, they have um, very zombie-like movements to them. It's also pretty punk rock. <laughs> Devil horns. Um, um, and then this is the scene where we like where Jay realizes for the first time like this is a real supernatural thing. It's not just yeah. a woman wearing flip flops and nothing. Else. <laughs> right. No one. My, no other people can see this person. Yes. She even uh, like sees two lot. girls in the hallway, and he's like, she's like, "Hello," calling to the woman, the entity. <laughs> right. And the girls are like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Hello, you dumb idiot. Like, I love that. They're just bitches. Uh, just, where's your hall pass? Oh, it's college. There's no hall passes. Oh, right. They don't care if you fail. You're right. They want you it to fail. It feels like high school, though. I know it's not, I know. but, like, well, it feels like community college. I know. Not to, like, stereotype, but, like... No, no, no. I mean, well, it does seem... Well, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't think there's commuters. There. Yeah, it may be a community <laughs> college. I, I love that, though, because it's still the high school dynamic that I think is familiar to, like, the horror and, like, slasher trope, but it's it's we've matured it so that it's like, you know, emotionally correct and like uh, maturity wise, uh, you know, the proper ages to be depicting these kids fucking um, all the time. 
Um, okay, so, right. So after all that, we've seen uh, the girl peeing herself. We see the tall guy. Then they go to, um, I think, the local high school to look up Hugh's actual real name because they find a yearbook photo or something with him. And there's just, like, a girl in the yard following them. In the school yard. Right. And we did, but it's one of those things where them. it's so far away that we don't even know if they're, like, part of the curse or not. Yeah. And it's, like, there's maybe a, just someone walking slowly. Exactly. There's a lot of moments where, like, on purpose, they'll have people in the background walking slowly, which, like, I love, I love that. I do love, and I'll, I will say there's a scene with, and then that scene where they do see Hugh. They're talking with they him. They do see Hugh. They see Hugh. They find his house, and they see his mom, and they're, like, weird. I saw your breasts before. <laughs> I saw everything. I saw your... Kuka. And um, flip-flops. <laughs> I've seen those flip-flops before. Um, but they're, like, in his backyard, which I guess has access to, like, the grounds of a school or something weird. It just felt like a small town. Yeah, or like a very It's very suburban. Because, like, later okay, they make comments um, about, like, I was never allowed to cross this road because then it meant I was, like, out of the suburbs the city, and in yeah. downtown. And it's very obviously Detroit. Right. And there's so much of that, too, like, classism they talk about as well. as like, yeah. there's a separation because, like... Also, Hugh had a nice fucking house, which yeah. made even more mad. I well, was like, of course, you asshole, a salty motherfucker. Like, you've access to all this shit, and, like, you still, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And um, uh, the, our main characters, their house kind of has, like, the trappings of, like, economic depression in a way. Yeah. Like, things all like All the just, houses look the same on the street. Yeah, and too. just, like, uh, just the art direction and the things, like, having those, like, cheap plastic lawn chairs on the front porch that mm-hmm. just, like, feels very, like... Like, I've seen those houses before. Yeah, it's like... It's just really... It's very evocative. Yeah, it's middle class as opposed to, like... Yeah, there's definitely, like, class separation, Mm -hmm. which um, I love. Let's just add some layers to this. I'm sorry. So they're in Hugh's backyard, and he sees, like, someone walking toward him slowly with, like, her field hockey gear on, and he is talking with the group, and he's like, do you you see that girl girl? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) It's just very, like... And and he goes, oh, okay, okay. good. It's it's a weirdly moment of levity, in a way. (laughs) Right, um... That's fun. Okay, so after that, um, they're on the beach. They've met up with Greg, which right, is they, Jay's like, neighbor. They go to the Greg's parents' like beach house because it's right. the idea. Hugh gives them the idea that's like you get in a car and you drive fast because it's walking. Yeah, you're buying yourself time. Right, which go on a plane. Go on a plane. I mean, I think the director said. He was like, no, well, they could go on planes. But yeah, like, that feels still. very like, uh, sure. Yeah, can they yeah. can go on planes. What There's been go- a lot of things where the director was just like, ah, uh, yeah, sure. What like, if I go on a one-person boat across the Atlantic? What if I get in a plane and I have to fly around and around and around and I never land and then it doesn't know where I am? Ooh, I know. What if it's like, it gets confused and it's sad? It just starts fucking <laughs> just things. <laughs> I don't know. It's like fucking like a leaf. <laughs> Is this right? Um, so they're on the beach and I, uh, this scene was fun. We see... Them hanging out. They're having a moment of, like, peace and tranquility. Mm-hmm. We see um, Yara in the distance walking towards the group, and we think, this is normal. But then we're so- shown a shot of the water, and she's floating in the water in a tube. Oh, yeah, like, that's hey, good. anybody want to go in the water? And then it's like, oh, fuck, then who's who's walking towards Jay? Um, so it's quickly revealed that that's another version of the entity, which is fun. What if the Yara in the water what? was the entity? You know <laughs> like, what? it has suddenly well, gained speech. First time in the water. water. <laughs> um... This moment was wild, though, because we see the entity grab Jay's hair. Mm. And so from the, we see that from the point of view of her friends that, like, nothing's there. And her hair just starts moving. And, like, a chair gets thrown. And, like, Paul gets pushed. But, like, we don't see it. You, do you it's know very, it's yeah, very I do. Sticky. It's just kind of funny that the creature's like, and I'll take her by the hair yeah. first. And, like, kind <laughs> yeah. of slowly. Like, it's slowly enough. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. And you just grab her by the hair, bitch. That's some college level 
That's a brawl. That's a drunk brawl. <laughs> it's a drunk brawl, yeah. And then what? Okay, and then it appears as the neighborhood boy who is poop snooping and peeping. What? Pooping and peeping. Snooping and peeping on her throughout the movie. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he sh- there, he, he there's a lot of, um, especially in the first, like, the op- the the before she gets the entity, mm-hmm. there's a lot of suburbia. Yes, they're all very bored. Clearly, oh. <laughs> there's like sitting around on like couches watching old movies, like kind of just like passing the time until they like can be adults and get out of there seemingly. Um, yeah. But also, there's a lot of people observing Jay. Mm-hmm. Like she's in the pool at the beginning, and she sees two boys spying on her from the fence. And like yeah. you said. There's that boy who, like, climbs on her roof to look in her window. It's the same so boy, yeah. It's really just this, like, idea that everybody's looking at her. Mm-hmm. And either in, like, a lustful way or in, like, a like a curious, like, sex shamey way. Who knows? Yeah. But it's just a very, like, voyeuristic overtones. Yeah. What else? Okay, yeah. So that little boy shows up. He has He's wearing all white. Uh, his eyes are blackened. Um, we later see the entity again um, as Greg... So this is after she's had sex with Greg, the neighbor. Yes, yes, yes. Because she's like, I figure he won't give a shit. Like, it won't happen to him. <laughs> um, and the entity, she's, she's just keeping watch, and she notices the entity breaking into Greg's house, looking like Greg, uh, wearing all white, but it had, like, a cut on his knee or something weird. I didn't see that. Um, okay, also barefoot. Um, and then that's when she follows him, and then yes. it turns into Greg's mom, and she She's got a booby out, too. Him. She got a booby out, she's wearing a white... White robe, yeah, over her very frilly. Uh, uh, PJ's there, and she's also barefoot. What do you um, make of all the entities either being naked or wearing all white? Um, I think it goes back to the like sexual comments theory, where it's like, um, uh, I think I know what you're trying to say. You know, I yeah. don't know. Like maybe Greg's mom said something weird to him once. You well, know? it's just and, interesting that like. People to have them naked makes sense because it's like right. it's a sex monster, duh. Uh, duh. But uh, but to have them an all white mm-hmm. is very like virginal, like you know, like classic yeah. like bride um, imagery. Because uh, Greg is in all white, the young boy is in all white, and his mom has like a white robe on. All the no, never mind. I was gonna say all the men are in all white, but then we see one creature. I'm about, you're about to say it, who's like just standing on the roof naked. And he's just hey, rest of my dick, dick out. Uh, but every other male creature is all in all white, I think. Yeah. And all the women are exposed in some way. Is the dad? The dad has clothes on. The, the dad end, has right? clothes on. Yeah. God, that'd be so scary if he didn't. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say hot. I don't know why. God, be <laughs> so, so fucking hot. hot. No, he's like the least sexy <laughs> of all time, even though it's all about sex. Um. But yeah, it's just interesting that, like, it's the two polar opposites in terms of, like, um, appearance imagery. Yeah. It's, it's you're mm-hmm. either, like, naked and therefore, like, exposed and, like, mm-hmm. very apt to be sexualized by society. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you're, like, dressed in all white, so it's, like, I am pure, I am, like, almost religious. Abstaining from it. So I think that maybe ties into the thing I was saying earlier where it's, like, and or what you, I like what you said about it, but also I think it's maybe something, like, when you're especially a woman in society and you're expected to like have sex until you have sex it's like what are you like a virgin and then when you have sex it's like oh my god what's that yeah I mean, it's like the win. dichotomy it's kind of speaking to like the uh, the way that we talk about sex in society is either like one or the other and mm-hmm. both are annoying or both are like sh- uh, shamed <laughs> I said both, both are annoying. annoying i did i don't know <laughs> why that was the adjective they are annoying well they're so annoying and tiring <laughs> get over it um just yeah. have sex yeah oh it's just a tiring movie 
Like, I feel like if you're watching it, it from Jay's point of view and, like, you're just empathizing with everything she's going through, it's just tiresome. And there's just, like, the... the, cla- the it's always, like, gray skies and... So, For the most part, but sometimes there's a lot of like daytime bird chirpy yeah. vibes, which which I like. It just feels very like, ugh, it feels like a sad yeah. day on like inside. Yeah, it truly. <laughs> I feel like depressive. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like my insides feel sad. Like, it feels watching like it. March when you're like, it should be warm oh, soon, yeah. like, I but I still wear a coat. Yeah. But also what they do, which is, um, there's, uh, I'm sorry, I keep taking, I keep like steering it away from your. No, you're fine. Um, We're having but, fun. But uh, the director has said as much. He purposefully didn't make it clear when this was taking place like mm-hmm. year wise which we discussed with like the the conflicting technology and the clothes mm-hmm. but also he makes it very non-specific as to what time of year this is taking place oh true until yeah. um at the end of the movie it's very clearly halloween because there's like halloween decorations but in the rest of the movie oh. um and there's like dead leaves Cute. but clothing wise the rest of the movie it'll be like they're wearing like jackets in one scene and then like later that night they're wearing like shorts Ooh, so it's like okay what where are we yeah I didn't notice the last scene is Halloween. Um, yes, they're wearing, there's like dead leaves and there's like some Halloween okay. decorations. I, saw, I definitely saw a Jack Lantern. So like a rebirth, you know, kind of. Also mm-hmm. Halloween, he's, pay, he, and he's, I know he has said paid homage to like John Carpenter. Oh my God, like yes. Romero, this uh, feels vibes. very, this feels like next door to Haddonfield. Feels like the Michigan Aww, version of Haddonfield. yeah. Hi. Cute. What else? Oh, so yes. uh, he was doing all that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my, my, my point. He was doing all that to like. All the non-specific time stuff mm-hmm. to make it feel like a dream. Yes, yeah. When things will just, like, be. Because your mind is just, you know, a soup of <laughs> imagery and psychological moments. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I love the dream, uh, like, uh, vibe of the whole thing, too. And they'll do a lot of, like, wide establishing shots. Yes, and, like, yes, 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 yes. Like you're saying how we, we see... We're not sure if we're seeing the entity or if we're just seeing people walking slowly. So, so many things are just uncertain um, and ominous. Slowly. Yeah. Sorry. So um, Sorry. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a great time. Oh, what did you think about? So uh, yeah, we so we see a, a naked dude on this on the roof of their house as they're going to a pool. the only time the creature is not moving. It's just standing there. Yeah, he's just standing a little bizarre. Watching. Obviously, it's because it's on the roof. Oh, but it just kind of seems very like me- oh, no. Never mind. I was gonna say maybe it's in her head because it's not moving and it's like the only naked guy. But probably I'm not. for you. I thought maybe it was your dad, but it's not. Her dad is in the next. <laughs> that's scene. my dad. That's, that's my dad. dad. You came home. <laughs> Um, her dad appears in the next scene, um, as the entity, um, when right. they are at the public pool and they're trying to throw electronics into Electrocute the pool it, yeah. and uh, it did not work, but well, that's okay. The director has said, like, he purposely wanted it to be a, like, silly, pl- silly plan. Just a couple of crazy kids. They're like, I don't know what to do. Electrocute yeah. them in a pool? Right. Cause what, I mean, that. what do you do? You can't, you, they tried shooting in the head There's nothing and to it, do. it just gets up. Yeah. Oh, and then she fucks Paul. Later, finally. Paul's her, like, friend who's, like, yeah. I always had a crush on you. He's so thirsty. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and I did say she was on top, and I made a little shruggy emoji drawing. Oh. Because she, when she had sex with Paul, she was on top of him, and I thought that was a specific choice. She was on top also. Well, but when they're having car. sex in the car, it was yeah. very, they both were vertical. Yeah. Is that the last creature we see? The dad? The dad, well, yeah. Well, until the very, very end. Well, in the, in the end when... So we assume that Paul has maybe uh, hooked up with one of the sex workers. Do you, Oh, did she, you... Is that what you got from that? That's what I assumed, yeah. Oh, because he was that. driving by and he was looking at her and she was like, hey, I'm I looking at you. didn't get that at all, I will be honest. Well, he drove um, by them. What did you think he was doing? Just driving and saw them. I think it was oh, more... Maybe gotcha. this is not... And saying it out loud, I maybe am wrong. But it kind of felt like... It was for the audience to like, because my first thought both times I saw it was, oh, that's the, that's the form the creature took when it was like peeing and had no, no teeth. Yeah. Um, so it was more for us to like recognize 
I don't know. But it could... Well, because does he see them after he's had sex with Jay? Yeah. Oh. So that was passing on the curse. Yeah. Oh. And one of them... I, I mean, the way it's shot, okay. like, one of them is looking back at him. And, like, it lingers for an extra moment, which That's makes not, me think I, that he thought about it. I least. completely missed that as a narrative possibility. Because yeah. I see the ending Get as the them, like, having just accepted that they have this curse and being like... No, I th- I mean, or maybe not. He didn't, we didn't see him do it. Maybe he thought about it. Right, because there would be no reason, like, it, he said that they, they can still see the entity, mm-hmm. but there would be no reason for the entity to still be specifically following them at the end, oh, okay. which it is. Well, Although, yeah, I, the shot. rules are not explicitly laid out the entire time, um, right, because the last shot is them walking hand mm-hmm. in hand, Paul and Jay, mm-hmm. and you see in the distance, like... Something following them. Somebody wearing all white following them. But also they are wearing all white for the first time in the movie. Yeah. She's wearing... Well, she does wear a lot of like light pinks and uh, stuff like that, especially in the beginning mm-hmm. before she gets the uh, entity uh, inserted into her. <laughs> sorry. I'm she so does. Sorry. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. And then at the end of the movie, she's wearing white colors. Uh, white so colors. So she's wearing a white hoodie. Yeah. They're also walking in the direction of a sign that says dead end. Ooh! That's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, uh, unsustainable solution. Yeah. If that's, that's, that's kind of what I got from the ending. Right. But yeah, also exactly. I like your idea of like, he was just like, no, I'll have sex with a sex worker and just p- pass it on. And, and then there was also a moment earlier where she was passing like a beach and she saw like a, uh, a boat with like three dudes on it. Yes. Do you think she yes. went and had sex with them? No, I don't okay. because she still has the curse. The curse isn't going to leave her. Oh, because he would have. They would have had to kill all three of those dudes <laughs> before coming for her. Exactly. Unless, I mean, but I mean, I possible. think it's truly like there's like one person who has the curse at a time. So like, even though they can see the thing, I see it's not pursuing them. Gotcha. So it's not like it would kill her on the way, right? Because it sees her later um, right. at Greg's house, exactly. so it doesn't need to kill her yet, and doesn't like try to kill her immediately afterwards either. No, I think she. It's supposed to be implied that she. Thinks about the boat, but right. then it doesn't happen. It is ambiguous, though, because, yeah. like, no, I, think I think that ties in, mm-hmm. like, narratively. That's, like, a like a parallel idea to, like, him having sex with the sex workers mm-hmm. is the idea of them being, like, I'll just pass it on. Like, yeah. in the ring, almost, where they're, like, we just gotta give the tape to somebody else. It's just all very deep and, like, it's just sex stuff. It really is. And I, I, I admire that, but I think it is a little bit consumed with just that i i again i don't want to sound like anti like intellectual talking about like movies because like obviously i like exploring that in movies mm-hmm. but i think it's a little bit can overly concerned with that aspect of it gotcha there's like a lot of it there's like everything is a, an, is like a theme is an image is like mm-hmm. it's like reading like catch on the rye <laughs> where like your english teacher is like this means that this means that like gotcha. everything is something else which i again i appreciate but i think it's a little bit caught up in it gotcha I didn't feel that way, but I appreciate your opinion on that. So yeah, that's the movie. Um, I love the score. Uh, yeah, the like very eighties sounding. Yeah, yeah. very eighties synthesizer sounding. Mm-hmm. Which again, really immediately makes me think this takes place in the eighties. But then there's like little idiosyncrasies, like yeah. I mentioned. Oh, and they like ride bikes and stuff. There's a like playground moment. Very yeah, very so poltergeisty. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, so um, on the shell that Yara's reading, she's reading The Idiot, which I yes, don't know anything about. the Dostoevsky novel. But um, the last, like, sort of beat um, of her reading it, like, she's um, so reading out loud, like, a section of it to everybody, and it's basically saying, your soul will leave your body, and you'll no longer be a person. And, right, like, there's, there's a, a certain... They're talking about, like, the fear, like, uh, the the philosophical wrangle, ram, bleh, the, like, mental wrangling of the idea that, like, 
when what's even scarier than death is like knowing that like you're gonna die if you're like dying that in like five minutes in one minute mm-hmm. in 30 seconds like you'll be dead you'll like no longer be a person yeah so it's the idea of like an encroaching apparent obvious death mm-hmm. much like the creature following them yeah it's like the closer it gets the like the fear of the attack is as scary as the actual not being alive anymore yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i'd say so but that's what I mean, like, the idea of, like, <laughs> sorry, people like this exist, obviously, but the idea of, like, a group of teens hanging out, and one of them is, like, constantly reading, like, Dostoevsky, and then is like, oh, check out this cute little passage. When you die, it's gonna be scary. <laughs> like, that's, like, very, it's very, very heady for me. Sure. I don't, I don't mind that necessarily, but it just feels very, like, do you see what I'm doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did my homework. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, just a lot of, like, really beautiful shots. It's meant to be very yes. ominous, and, like, you're not sure where things are gonna come out. There's dark hallways. I was just gonna hallways. bring up the cinematography. Yeah. Um, there's a very like slow pace to the camera. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like long takes and they do this thing a few times where they'll have the camera like on a tripod and it will like pan mm-hmm. all the way around like a 360 pan, which you don't see a lot, mm-hmm. but it really gives the idea of like, you are like looking out for something like mm-hmm. they did in the high school scene. You were talking about when we see mm-hmm. that person approaching and they're like obviously closer with each and every shot. That's cool. Uh, there's a lot of zooms, a lot of um, just movement, like a lot of fluidity to it, as if like like in a similar way that the creature approaches. It's like very smooth Ooh, and yeah. deliberate. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. that reminded me as well. We never, we really never see Jay's mom's face. It's always no. like very obviously hidden, as well as whoever they met at that high school. Yes. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, and I, I suppose also going on theme with like the out outgrowing of like your home adolescence and it's like we don't give a fuck about mom right it's but you still live in a roof so like and clearly she's not helpful this entire time she really does leave them to their own devices i i the the implication i get is that it's like she works a lot i don't know she works a lot and she has the audacity to drink when she's overworked and has two kids and probably and is a single mom and they're talking about her getting up at 5 15 a.m fuck that absolutely not um, yeah, they use a lot of, like, wide-angle lenses, which gives, the, like you were saying before, this kind of expansive look to it, and it kind of makes you scan the frame a lot, like, mm. looking for the creature, because yeah. if, when you see a shot that's so big, your brain's automatically gonna go, like, if you're watching a horror movie where it's, like, a single thing approaching, mm-hmm. oh, it could be anywhere on the screen. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they're in close-up, so you, like, have limited range of vision, it's, like, big. Yeah. Yeah, like, even in the beginning... It's, and, like, big. <laughs> ...in the prologue when it's for the girls on the beach, and she's sitting on the beach, The her car is, like... We see a shot of her car, and her car lights are all on, and, like, behind her, the car is, like, this dark, woodsy area, mm. and we don't know what's coming as the viewer, but, um, you know, she's obviously freaked out, and, like, it shows a shot of that, of, like, the car and everything, and it's, like, you can't see what's behind it, you can't see, you know... If something's coming out of the bushes. Yes. It's just very cool. I like what, uh, what? I like that <laughs> when, when uh, her friends are waiting for Jay to come back when she is off having sex with Hugh, mm-hmm. uh, they're playing Old Maid, the card game, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of just kind of uh, further elaborates on the idea of like societal pressures of you gotta have sex and like Ooh, yeah. find a companion, otherwise you'd be an old maid, but also like don't have sex, it's bad for you. Very true. Yep. Also, Greg was trying to fuck everybody, I thought. And he had a girlfriend. Yeah, he isn't here. He's 18. Huh? He's a young he's a young man. Um, Yeah, he was like a young man, and I was like, cool, he's a young man. But in that sex scene <laughs> in the hospital, they showed, like, his back. Girl. He's, Call the police. It was like one of those, like, it's one of those things where it's like, you're like, yeah, it's a normal guy. And then, like, they take the shirt off, and you're like, 
what? <laughs> just his back. I, I don't even know. Like if he when had, t- like, did you ever a... see like the like Tom Holland Spider Man? He's like a he looks know. like a small man, and then he takes his shirt off, and you're like, why do you have 17 abs? <laughs> what <laughs> is happening? One's <laughs> <laughs> in his forehead. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, give an award to that actor's back muscles. Yeah, I agree. Give him an award. Oh, and also, sorry. In the moment when they're at Hugh's house, his real house, um. He um, is talking to Jay, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I gave you the disease. Yeah. Um, and she is, like, sitting on, they're sitting on the grass, and she has goosebumps all over her legs. They show this in a shot, and they show her putting, like, blades of grass on yes, her yes, leg, yes, yes, and yes. it's, like, kind of semi-representative of, like, self-harm. Yeah, it's which, very, like, uh, cutting imagery. Yeah, which I sure. think also lends itself to uh, what we were saying before, like, the imagery of, like, body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and, like, not eating, and it's like, well, wow, it's almost like when you... Sexualized and assaulted. Yeah, like, get all fucked up. It's also very like uh, reminiscent of uh, uh, troubles that seem to mostly have, like are stereotypically associated with like teenagers, specifically teenage girls. Mm, yeah, all those things. So fun. Mm-hmm. Just thirty. So girls. fun. <laughs> Uh, they really love using the color red very sparingly in this mm, movie. Mm-hmm. It's on Jay's fingernails, which we see yes. after he has sex. Um, I think that's when we see it for the first time. And um, also, it doesn't, we don't really see it a ton until they shoot the entity in the pool at the end, and the entire pool just like fills with red blood. 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 Cute. Love when that happens. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh, and also, there's a red when she. Um, it, uh, after the attack and she's looking in the mirror um, at her body and she's wearing like white underwear and stuff and a red ball is thrown at her window yes yes by the boy who's like spying on her yeah but like mm, he wouldn't have thrown the ball though so that's why I, I, so I was a little confused because he wouldn't have thrown the ball if he was underneath the window he sure. couldn't have like like just thrown <laughs> over his head into that so I don't know what that was about yeah again I think that it, it just feels very I don't know uh, there's, I have a quote from the director uh, because he's, he said that he um, based this movie on he had a recurring nightmare as a child of a like nameless person slowly approaching him. Cute. And then when he w- was an adult, he took that fear and combined it with the idea that it like would get passed on through sex. Mm. Again, I don't think p- specifically to be STD um, related, but sure. I think it's more like what's something that brings two people together that would like pass something on and like yeah. It's intimate. I spoke to. It's famously very intimate. And the idea of like you're literally conjoining with somebody momentarily. Yeah. So uh, it's like a transfusion in a way, literally. Mm. Not to get too squishy about it. Right. Well, but also um, in like you could, you know, uh, I love hearing about people's... Uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> what? Uh, there's just like a lot of... One could say a lot of energy is transfused between people when they have sex. Even if it's not literal, physical, sure. like fluids or whatever it's just like you're fucking someone that's an uh, 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 there's like a meeting of energy exactly there and, and yeah. really you, you can really take on that negativity i remember i was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about <laughs> if you're a person who owns a vagina and you have sex with someone and it's like it could abs- like absorb the negative energy from that person kind of i mean like yeah whether you believe in like the energy as a manifested thing like that or not it's mm-hmm. definitely Again, not to use this word again, but like a conjoining. It's yeah. you are bringing another person into you, or vice versa. It's like it's it's a melding, a mending in a way. So I know it's that kind of impossible, even no matter. I mean, this is generalizing and maybe personal, but it's. I think it's kind of impossible to like not take on a little bit of that experience, whether it like means something to you or not, because it's right. still like a very like 
receptive and intimate, obviously, mm-hmm. act. And you can't give it back, honey. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want to. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, the quote, quote from the director. Uh, the yes. director said that Jay opens herself up to danger through sex. Sex mm. is the one way in which she can f- free herself from that danger. We're all here for a limited amount of time and we can't escape our mortality. But love and sex are two ways in which we can, at least temporarily, push death away. Yes. Just a <laughs> some fru fru frots. <laughs> Next time you're getting fucked, just be like, yeah, I'm pushing death away. Yes, baby. this is pausing the inevitable mortality and. Unless you die during sex. What a way to go. She, she died like she lived. Fucking. Getting fucked. <laughs> well, is it French that calls it orgasms the little death? Le petit mot? Yeah. Le petit yeah. mot. So pretentious, too. Just call it cum. Little, oops. Like the rest of us. Little death. I mean, if, if here in America we're like jizz. <laughs> little death, but like I guess if like a nap is like medium death, orgasm is a little death, and then death is big B death. Death is big death. <laughs> big death. Ooh, le grand mort. <laughs> you could just say death. The big no. death is just death. <laughs> it's, it's the, big the biggest death, death of all. <laughs> I just want to say on record that if any motherfucker <gasps> dropped a person I know and love oh, off no. of a date yeah, no. and she is left on the street naked, naked, and clearly uh, uh, haven't been hurt, I will cut that motherfucker's dick off. I really don't even understand why he does that. Because... I know. It's like, you didn't need to leave her on the fucking street, bro. You right. You, just... could, you didn't have to not clothe her i mean like it's yeah i mean again it is sorry it's using like rape imagery and assault mm-hmm. imagery no, to like right. the idea of like you just dispose of somebody mm-hmm. but their sex was consensual as she says and like the thing afterwards where they where he shows her the creature mm-hmm. they escape obviously and like obviously it's rushed but like, he doesn't have to shove her out of the car i don't know i it, know it, it makes it so much worse right um because oh, then you're immediately Ugh. putting yourself in a villainous position. Because it's it's the idea of like I'm done with you. Goodbye. Yeah. I just hate that because yeah. they. I I just that just reminded me like afterwards the police are because it also shows that for a brief moment like the very just how like police work around assaults yeah. is very cold. Um, they're just they, right. They're, it's they're, by nature clinical. Exactly um, by nature clinical. Um, because they're talking to her and they're asking her like you know, was the sex consensual? And she says yes, and, like, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, the sex was consensual, but, like, That's not the thing that, like... (laughs) He still fucking chloroformed her. Exactly, exactly, exactly. was really well done, but it was really effective. Um, Because she was doing that lovely monologue where she's like, I wanted to hang out with boys and do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, it's another... And he's kissing her, and then he just... Oh, God. It's another moment of um, her, like, reflecting on her childhood. Yeah. Yeah! Uh, Where she's like, I remember wanting to, like... uh, things to like go fast and like be an adult really fast i think is what she's talking about she's also like playing with some flowers Mm -hmm. that are outside the car she's like just kind of like doodly do and then when she gets i think they were white but her fingers were red but um but then when she gets chloroformed she like hits the flowers Mm because when she's struggling so it's kind of like i mean that's not anything groundbreaking in terms of imagery it's you know very like flowery virginal imagery like you're blossoming but exactly it's 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 exactly because we've watched enough dumb horror movies with no thought in it to appreciate <laughs> right. the thought yeah yeah and even like the symbolism with like because she says with greg 
she's like, oh, we had sex in high school, so she thought if she had sex with Greg, like, it wouldn't be a big deal. He didn't seem scared of the entity. He wouldn't be hurt by it. Right, 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 right. Wow, with sex and love, like, you don't know. Like, uh, anyone could be hurt by it. You know? Love stinks! That's really it. Yeah, that was it, follows. Just. That was it, follows. Yeah. Uh, don't call <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. Please don't. Don't throw them out of cars. If you do, I will kill you. Yeah. No, That'll I'm, be the plot twist. Yeah, I'm surprised her friends didn't punch him in the face when they met him for the first time. Oh I would have. Because they discovered her. her. It's not like it was like even any sort of hearsay. Not that that would not be valid, but like they right. saw her get thrown out of the car by this guy. Right. And he goes, don't let it touch you. Which, I, which is, I'm assuming he said was meaning to say to her, but it sounded like he was saying it to them, which like, you know. Mess. It is the mess. Also, I, I was looking it up. I think that guy, that actor who plays he was like, used to be on Disney Channel or something. Nope. Look at him now. <laughs> and look at him now. He's killing. What do you think about that, Mickey? Fucking Mickey. Um, fantastic. Well, thank you for listening with your ear holes. Uh-huh. Um, you can check out, we have some glorious content on the interwebs. Um, you can... Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Halloweeners Pod, and you can continue to listen to us with your ear holes on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. You silly bitch. Um, I'm on the interwebs as well. I guess. Hey, Kira. Hey. Tentatively. Tentatively, not really paying attention to it, but you can find me on Instagram if you like pictures of cats. I wish I could say I'm not on the internet, but I very much am. Oh, honey, he's a lawyer. Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, all that stuff. I'm at Cody Monster ninety one. Uh, you can check out Apre Pompeii. He does our lovely <laughs> theme music. <laughs> and uh, you can follow him on Instagram, Letterboxd, uh, Twitter, and he's on Spotify mm. under Apre Pompeii. Yes, after Pompeii, damn it. And then you can follow Leah Patterson, who does our artwork at A Tender Witch on Instagram. Happy episode 69! Yes, go 69, someone you love Please. or don't love today. Bye! Mm.